Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sunny Go One Piece podcast. On this episode, we're going to be diving into episodes 326 through 336, which will cover just a tiny bit of the manga, despite most of these episodes being filler. We actually get to see the first two pages of chapter 442. But yeah, as mentioned, these will cover predominantly the filler material arc of the Ice Hunter arc, which is why I'm covering 10 episodes at once. Um, While I will fully admit this isn't a true rewatch for me since I've never actually seen these episodes when they originally aired and I have never seen them since, I just skipped over them completely and haven't seen them since. So this is actually a first time watch for me. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Anyways, let's start off with the synopsis. So after being targeted by a group of former pirates turned to turned into indentured bounty hunters, the Straw Hats get wrapped up in an adventure that sees them being lured into a trap by having their Jolly Roger flag stolen by the Achino family of bounty hunters. And they work to separate the Straw Hats to take captive and work to collect the Straw Hats' new bounties. They now have to work with the indentured bounty hunters, who turns out to be the Phoenix Pirates crew that had the same fate befall them earlier to get their respective flags back. Alright, so differences. Obviously, this being a short filler arc, most of this is not in the manga, but we do get to see them enjoying the Sunny for the first time. And that whole bit of them getting to know the ship and them catching the shark is all in the manga. But instead of coming across a broken down ship of the former Phoenix Pirates crew... The manga actually moves into starting the next real arc by coming across a mysterious barrel floating in the ocean instead. And that's all all the difference. The rest of this is all just filler material. So diving into my overall thoughts, this filler was really boring. Uh, I mean, it was kind of all right, but it was definitely more on the bad side as it seems really disjointed. Almost like when they were writing this story, they were kind of making it up as they went because the story just kind of hops around from one scenario to the next without it really leading into them. I mean, like all filler story arcs, there is a great deal of time wasted doing random unnecessary things just to fill up that time. Like taking several episodes, being lost in, in a sea of icebergs, and it just doesn't seem to progress the plot at all. I think the other thing about this arc is that it's pretty long and generally just really boring. The new characters and villains are just terribly boring and uninteresting to the point where some of them are just annoying. I I do like the strategy they use to get around the fact that they can't allow the Straw Hats to go through any sort of growth or character arc because of its filler arc nature. They instead focus the story on these new characters that they can do whatever they want with and letting them drive the story, particularly the story following Puzzle and him learning to recover from his sort of PTSD of their defeat in the new world. It's just unfortunate that they're all really boring and generic. And I know this was supposed to be an irritating aspect because they're the villains, but I absolutely hate the way the family members call call the, the captain or the leader Papa, like, I don't know why that bothered me so much. It just like grated on my ears the whole time they they kept calling him that. I also hate that this filler spoils the reveals of the Sunny's soldier dock system and the shark submerged three. Like these obviously have their own debut in the canon material and it's way better. But it's just like, I kind of wish they didn't use any of that stuff here because the soldier dock system is supposed to be a, a, a kind of a momentous like reveal later on when we get to see it in order. But anyways, I'm not going to get too much into it because I don't want to spoil any more than I already have to. 
But yeah, the story does focus a decent amount on setting up the new world a little bit and kind of like hyping you up for that, which is kind of cool, but I feel like it's a little unnecessary um, given we get plenty of that later on in the story. But it's very akin to how the Grand Line was portrayed in, you know, the the East Blue Saga, where just like these stories from these pirates that get their ass handed to them in the New World and they're just terrified of going back. And that's basically what the Phoenix Pirates are. I know this is kind of turning into a negative bashing, but another thing that is a constant issue for many of the filler materials, not just this one, it you know... That actually, well, at least the ones that have actual opponents or villains, it doesn't allow much in terms of suspension of disbelief or suspension of belief in the fact that the Straw Hats would actually struggle against people like the Achino family, especially just after having taken down the CP9. Like, I don't, I don't really, I can never really buy that these are actual credible threats and why any of the Straw Hats would struggle against these, you know, people. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And again, they're also really annoying and uninteresting. They're the most they're, they're mostly just like really one-dimensional caricatures with no personality or interesting character traits. And it kind of hurts to watch. I mean, I think the one exception is maybe the the daughter, the little girl that Robin interacts with the whole time. I don't even remember her name unfortunately. Um I mean, she has a little bit more of a story and an arc, but yeah, it's not really that much now this is a little bit into spoiler territory but i'll try and dance around the actual spoiler but another contradiction this filler presents is the use of the nickname the phoenix puzzle is attributed this nickname or epithet but this will eventually go on to be attributed to another major character in the canon now obviously more than one person can go by the same epithet but in one piece it doesn't seem like any epithet has ever been reused by another person and they're unique to that person. So this being here is just kind of a lack of foresight or just bad accident, I guess. Um, I'll go more into this in the spoiler section, though. One thing about this filler arc made me realize, and now I'm trying to remember if this has ever been established in the canon, but when Robin is bound by the vines, she can't seem to activate her Hanahana powers. And so now I'm wondering, is that an actual condition of her powers activating where she has to cross her arms to activate it? I honestly couldn't remember if this was ever addressed prior to this or since this episode. So I actually went back and checked in. <laughs> I feel stupid because in her very first official display of her powers against Pell in Arabasta, there's a moment where she's just standing there and has one arm on her hip and the other arm raised and she's able to sprout limbs. And that's like her iconic like first real pose. And... Again, she, she's able to also sprout limbs when she's fighting Yama in Skypea when she does the shielding move with the Viente Fleur. So the answer is yes, she can activate her powers without crossing her arms as well as countless other examples in future arcs as well. And it makes this seem really dumb when you think about it. It's like, why couldn't Robin just do anything about this? And yeah, so it's just really stupid. Um... A couple pieces of trivia about these filler arcs. So this this is the first uh, time in episode 330, it's the first time we get to see Frankie's commercial eye catcher. Also, Don Achino, the papa's name, is actually a play on words related to his atsu fruit or his heat heat fruit. 
Achi is is a way to say something is hot in Japanese. It's like a very abbreviated way. Like if you like touch something really hot, you like he's like Achi or or Acha. And you actually hear Luffy say it a few times when he gets burned in this episode, and you've heard him say it a couple other times too in past episodes. So yeah, his name is actually a play on that. And while I don't really have much else to say about these filler episodes, as I did not enjoy this filler arc at all and really struggled to get through it. A couple things I did like. I love I love the the continuation of the joke of Zoro getting lost and stranded by himself, but this time he was kind of stuck on an iceberg, which was really funny. Also, the whole narrative of Sanji, Nami, and Usopp getting mortified at the prospect of Luffy's smug reaction to them losing the flag, and that this is the central through line for the Straw Hats that everyone desperately wants to avoid is a pretty funny story thread. And the lengths they go to to prevent Luffy from realizing the flag was stolen is honestly the best part of the arc. Also, the joke where um, Brindo talks about how lucky he is to have found two bounties. And because <laughs> he's obviously talking about Puzzle and Luffy, but then completely like ignores Chopper. And you can hear Chopper off screen interject that you mean three is <laughs> pretty funny. And then surprisingly, the animation quality of these episodes are really well done, too. I mean, they're definitely some of the better animated episodes in a while, I feel like. So that was nice to see. Too bad it was just wasted on these bad episodes. So to cap it off, in episode 336, it's not part of the Ice Hunter arc. We get a different filler, and it is a holiday special. And just like the last few years, One Piece has had a few holiday specials. And this year is no exception, or by this year, I mean whatever year this was uh, released in. I think it was in 2008, if I remember correctly. And we get a New Year's special instead, um, instead of both a Christmas and a New Year's special with this Chopper Man special. And so yeah, in this episode, we see Chopper Man go up against the evil scientist Dr. Usodaba, I think that's his name. And his gang consisting of Sanji Lops in a lizard outfit and Zorogo, uh, Zoro, ah, that's a tongue tweezer. Or t- oh my god, I should edit this out, but I'm gonna keep it in there. Uh, Zorogira, who is Zoro just in this weird rice ball cyborg outfit, <laughs> which is clearly a play on his famous onigiri finisher move, as onigiri are rice balls. And their mission is to conquer the world, but are incredibly understaffed to accomplish anything. And in this case, he plans to take over a TV station to broadcast his demands, which is to recruit more people so that he can fulfill his destiny of taking over the world. And Chopper Man just really wants to intervene to get a special model plane Air Force C Max that Usodaba is giving out in exchange for joining his gang. <laughs> it's a really silly story, but it's also really fun. And on the hero side, we obviously have Chopper Man, of course, with his faithful assistant, Namifia, which is a really weird callback, I feel like, to Khalifa. And it's like all administrative assistants have this very similar sounding suffix to their name. I don't know if that's a coincidence or if it was intentional or not, but I couldn't help but notice that. But yeah, the... (laughs) I think one of the best parts, though, of this entire episode is the the Zorogila uh, Onigiri Samurai show, <laughs> which features cameos from Johnny Yosaku, who have, we haven't actually seen in a long time, as well as Porche from uh, the Foxy Pirates. 
And this one truly made me burst out laughing because of how it ends, with Usodaba unable to make any sense of the point of the story as it as it doesn't have one, and he just screams out, Imi wakande yo, or that didn't make any sense because of how random that episode or whatever that story was. <laughs> Even just thinking about it is just super funny. But eventually it becomes a wrestling match, which then transitions strangely into like a mech battle. But after all that, everything is all well that ends well with Chopper Man becoming super popular, solving all their money problems at the beginning of the episode. And I, I do find it ironic that something that was designed to be a Saturday morning cartoon style episode is infinitely more fun and interesting than the filler episodes that weren't trying to be, but ended up being more like a Saturday morning cartoon style episode. Anyways, a couple trivia about this episode. At 6.09, we get the brief cameo of Panda Man when Nami is scrolling through the TV channels. And the other thing you may not notice is that the TV station that the Usodaba takes over is modeled after the real-life Fuji Television Broadcast Center, which I've actually visited. And it's pretty cool. And yeah, Fuji TV is the network where One Piece is broadcasted in Japan, which is probably why it was chosen. And... It, yeah, it's got a really unique architecture with these sort of multiple sky bridge designs, kind of like a tic-tac-toe board, which seems like a really inefficient use of space, but it looks cool from the outside. And then has this weird like dome-like uh, or globe-like section in the middle near the top, which they even mentioned that the wrestling ring sequence takes place in. And also speaking of the wrestling ring sequence, if uh, the, the color commentator is uh, Minoru Kazuno, which seems like a little out of place, but that's because he's actually based on the real-life pro wrestler in Japan, Minoru Suzuki, who cameos in this episode as the voice actor of that character as well. So yeah, the next thing I kind of wanted to talk about was the fact that we get a new opening. So yeah, the only good thing about this filler arc is the introduction of our new opening, especially for those watching on Crunchyroll. You've all been watching the same Straw Hat version of We Are for a long time and never really got to see Crazy Rainbow. So this is the first new opening in a very long time. And so yeah, with episode 326, we get the debut of the ninth opening theme, Jungle P, performed by the J-pop group 5050, which I had never heard of before, and I've never heard of since. And it seems like this one song was their rise to fame, and we're kind of a one-hit wonder, I feel like, because I don't know what happened to this group since this song came out. And if you could even call them that, as I remember, this opening was generally received to be pretty mid in terms of reception it certainly has its fans but a lot of people are also kind of indifferent about this theme if i remember correctly at the time i don't know how it's faring nowadays me personally i like this song it's certainly not up there in my top favorites but i enjoy it when it comes on it's got a crazy fun energy and melody with a strange rap interlude that a lot of j-pop songs were including at the time and the lyrics are pretty standard about having a joyous time adventuring and you might say a party out exploring the world, I guess. Oh, and if you're wondering what the P stands for, it's party. And that is something that I just recently learned myself, actually. Why they didn't just title the song Jungle Party is still a mystery to me, because I think it sounds better than Jungle P. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a race issue, because it copies another song, maybe? I I'm not sure. But yeah, it's the first time we get to see the Sunny and Frankie in the opening theme. I mean, Frankie was part of the opening theme in Brand New World, but 
we only saw him briefly just fighting Fukuro, but this time he's actually part of the crew. The animation is gorgeous, particularly one shot that always stood out to me is when Luffy jumps onto the marine ship after doing the uh, Gomu Gomu no Ono and looks up menacingly at the marine soldiers when he lands. That was always such a cool shot because I feel like we never get to see Luffy like that, but also the shading and the lighting make that moment really stand out. Another fun thing this opening theme does, it reanimates some familiar moments from the past that have been updated with new crew members like them shopping in the square and that overhead shot of them walk all walking together, which is lifted straight out of the third ending, Watashi ga iruyo. Like that's that shot of them like kind of off to the right walking together. It's been updated to include Robin, Chopper, and Frankie, which is really cool to see. Another interesting thing that I that you'll notice about this opening is when you look at all the openings leading up to this, you'll notice a theme where there's a bit more attention paid to the wider world of One Piece. Of course, every opening up till now features Shanks and his main crew, but you start to see the Gorosei, Blackbeard, Ace, the Shibukai, the Marine higher-ups featured way more and, and emphasized to kind of remind us that there is a wider world of events happening outside of the Straw Hats adventure which you'll see continue on after this opening theme, as well as kind of be... It's kind of started in Brand New World, I feel like. However, this opening theme has some insane spoilers for the next arc, which I'll talk a little bit more about in the spoiler section, but it's always a wonder why they didn't just hold off debuting this opening till after the filler arc, so that this stuff wouldn't be as big of a spoiler. But for the anime-only folks sitting with these images for 10 episodes or 10 weeks is a long time anyways kind of in closing my overall thoughts on this filler arc is that it's way too long and extremely boring even at times just playing stupid on the level of a children's saturday morning cartoon level simplicity like i mentioned earlier the pacing of the plot moves at such a glacial pace pun intended it takes forever for the story to progress even a tiny bit, particularly in the middle five episodes where Luffy and Chopper are seemingly stuck on that Phoenix pirate boat doing nothing for so long. It's not until episode 333 or 334 where things finally start to move a tiny bit forward, and then we just kind of rush to the end. However, the Chopper Man New Year special was cute and entertaining for what it was, and I did enjoy that, so there is that. But anyways, those are my thoughts on this filler arc. Thank God it's over. Um, but yeah, if you did enjoy this, send me a like or comment. If you want to join me on this journey of rewatching One Piece, please consider subscribing. Check out my Instagram and Twitter account at Podcast if you want updates of when I post new episodes or see some pictures of my manga collection. So please check those out. Also, I've recently started uh, streaming again uh, via Twitch. So if you want to come chat or watch me play games, I'd be happy to see you at twitch.tv slash sunny underscore underscore go. That's sunny two underscores. Geo. And as always, I wanted to thank you for taking the time out to listen to my podcast. Um, got several different spoilers that I wanted to talk about. Um, so the spoiler section will be a little bit longer. But if you're not interested in any of those, stay safe out there and I hope to see you on the next episode. Bye. All right. So, spoiler section. Obviously, like I've said in the past, most of my spoiler sections are going to be mostly just me rambling off script. But I think the first thing I wanted to mention quickly is the Phoenix epithet being used by Puzzle is obviously problematic since this would eventually go on to be uh, 
attributed to Marco, and rightfully so, considering he's got the Phoenix Devil Fruit. So <laughs> it seems really weird to see somebody else be called the Phoenix because, I mean, at this point, Marco is so synonymous with being called the Phoenix that it just doesn't make sense for anybody else to be called that. Another interesting I noticed, the non-canon Atsatsunomi, or the hot hot fruit, is introduced here. But later on, we will see in Whole Cake Island that there there is another fruit that Oda actually introduces in the canon that's nearly identical but better, called the Netsunesunomi, or the heat heat fruit, with a Charlotte oven. And in addition, as a side note, in the second movie, the main villain of that movie, the Bear King, also has a similar fruit called the Kachikachinomi, which is the hard, hard fruit. And while its main power is to harden itself into sort of this metallic material, it's got the second ab- secondary ability, for some reason, to produce extreme heat from parts of the, his body that he's hardened. So we've had three fruits with very similar powers already. And another interesting thing about this whole thing is that the parallels between the Achino family and the Charlotte family is really eerily similar. Like, it's an interesting parallel with a group of siblings trying to collect pirates and for their short-tempered parent. And it's actually very similar to the story of Big Mom and the Charlotte family. Try, <laughs> Like, it's, it's weird. Like, now that you've seen Whole Cake Island and you see this, it's like a very, like, crappy version of Whole Cake Island. And obviously a couple sort of spoiler things that we see in the new opening, Jungle P. Um, It introduces a lot of elements from the Thriller Bark arc that's coming up. And we get our first look at Brooke, which is pretty cool. We also get to see a lot of the special features. And I hate that this opening spoils them. Like we see the Sunny, uh, we see the Gaon Cannon, the the Soldier Dock system, as well as we get to see briefly the, the villains of the Thriller Bark arc with Lola, Dr. Hogback, Absalom, Perona, Kumashi, Ors, and of course Moria are all seen in that one one little shot. I mean, yeah, it goes by really quickly, but you could pause it and look and see what the villains are. And then finally, I'm not sure if this was foreshadowing or just a coincidence, but in the Chopperman special, we see Dr. Usodaba calling a massive Frankie robot. And we all know that eventually becomes reality with the, with a different but similar design when Frankie builds the Frankie Shogun or the Frankie General uh, mech suit post-time skip. And so it's interesting, you know, to see where where all that idea came from. But anyways, yeah, those are some of the interesting things I noticed in all of these for spoiler's sake. But yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll catch you on the next episode. See ya.